There is a fifth dimension. A dimension of sound. Damn it, Frank! We tell him to be quiet. I spill my hot cup of Uranus again. A dimension of sight. Hey, Arch. I'm gonna sock you in the puss. A dimension of mind. Nan Adams, is that you? Ah! Ah! Next stop, the Twilight Zone. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Fifth Dimension of Twilight Zone podcast. I am, of course, your non-wavy host, Nick. Uh, we're, of course, here to talk the Twilight Zone, Rod Sterling's famous podcast. But before we do, we are an audio feed like Anchor, <laughs> SoundCloud. What's up? His famous podcast? What? Yes, <laughs> his famous podcast. <laughs> his famous I mean, the eye podcast. behind you is actually Rod Serling's actual eye. We call him Jeff, but it's actually Rod Serling's yeah. uh, right, right eye. Yeah, you've heard about uh, Walt Disney's uh, frozen head. We have Rod Sterling's eye. Frozen eye. <laughs> yeah, frozen eye that blinks every once in a while. No, but uh, we, we'll talk about Rod Sterling's famous TV show that he created just for our pleasure and nobody else's. So before we get started, we're on audio feeds, Anchor, SoundCloud, Audio Boom. Uh, it was iTunes, Google, Cuffs of Uranus. If, if you listen on podcast feeds, please rate, subscribe. We really need your help. Because we are sad, sad pandas, and we are old, and we need to kick the can. So there you go. Oh, you want to know a fun thing about this episode? It also, the the kick the can thing is also a reference to kicking the bucket. Uh, that made it even more depressing. <laughs> Thanks, Drew. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> oh, suck it up, cupcake. No, find I mean, your, yeah. Find I mean, your childish I magic. I have no childish magic. I live in Florida. <laughs> There's no childish magic down here. You, I mean, you're also 84 years old, so... This is true. This is very true. So anyways, uh, how you guys doing? I'm here with Triv and Jacob, as usual. How you guys feeling? I'm you no longer corn. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. That's horrifying. It now I have, kinda... uh, like, weird eyes staring back at me. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, Jake, blink only when Jeff blinks. <laughs> I mean, I randomized it. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> the randomized randomized eyes oh my god it's terrifying <laughs> dry oh, yeah. eyes they could let's disappear do. let's make one of them it is the twilight zone will it do it let's see if it does it blink down oh well <laughs> i guess nice. i can't outside i guess they're, this, they're is, this is a uh, quality audio right now absolutely wait for jacob wait for jacob to make the eye appear <laughs> the blink anyway yes yes we uh we have fun on this podcast whether we believe it or not I blame, Trip for the, I blame Trip for the fun. If it what? were not for Trip, it'd just be uh, me and Jacob talking about... Uh, okay, if you got yourself uh, a decent-ass episode and not uh, Dead Man's Shoes, you'd have a shit ton to talk about and you wouldn't miss me. Well, I'm still <laughs> waiting for that decent episode of Twilight Zone. Have we had it yet, Ooh. Jacob? <laughs> oh, my God, really? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, I mean, I can cut anyways. out. This episode is pretty good. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's quite the episode. No, it's uh, it's considered mm-hmm. a classic episode of the Twilight Zone. It's um, an episode that is uh, quite different than the Steven Spielberg adaptation, in a sense. Thank God. Uh, in the Twilight Zone uh, movie, which is as saccharine and boring as you can get. How how do you make a movie? How do you make a thing with Scatman Crothers so kind of dreary and boring? Because he wasn't in the whole episode. He was only in bits of it. No, he was like literally in the he whole episode. A lot of it. He wasn't in the whole thing. He wasn't in every single shot, so it can't be good. I don't know. I don't know. It's 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 weird. Weird trip. It's weird. So am I. Anyways. Yeah. So with that said, if you don't know what we're talking about, we are talking about season three, episode 21, titled Kick the Can, directed by Lamont Johnson, written by George Clayton Johnson, starring Ernest Truex, Barry Truex, Russell Collins, John Marley, Burt Mustin, and Earl Hodgins, plus a bunch of other people. Um, once that's again, what the credit should say. There's so many people, people in this. Yeah, there's just so many people in the background of this episode. It's just like I love how they place each individual person. Like there's like it's like a camera dolly shot pan of just people in like synch- uh, it's like synchronicity or whatever you want to call it. I don't know. It, this is episode is considered a classic in the Twilight Zone canon. It's an episode that is you sure uh, about that. Are you yeah, sure about that? I mean, <laughs> I mean, for most people, it would be considered a classic. Yeah, I don't know where yeah. Pace Magazine or has it, but 
Pacemakers are classic at 30. Okay, so yes, a classic. Is this a, is this a perchance a dream situation, Jacob? Am I going to have no. to be convinced this is a good episode? No, no, You're going to be like, this really? episode sucks. Oh, no, it's not a perchance to dream episode. No, 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 no. Well, there's no dream <laughs> sequence with a cat lady, so that's that makes it a not perchance to dream episode. Yeah. Meow. Oh, by the way, production code 4821, air date February 9th, 1962, right before Valentine's Day. Hooray. Appropriate or something, I guess. Maybe. I'm uh, sure. Old people. Yeah, it is. Old people got love. Hate. There wasn't any love. In, I mean, there kind of was between the two guys, but it was Lemon kind of. party. <laughs> you would like that, wouldn't you, Jacob? That would make this you know, episode you know what, a whole you know much what this, more interesting. You know what they didn't get into in this episode was the whole loofah thing that they do in Florida. The what? At the villages in Florida, the apparently at the villages in in Florida. Nick, what are you doing down there? The world's most <laughs> senior citizen STD situ area. Well, so what? they they ride around <laughs> they ride around in golf cars and they have different loofahs on the backs of their their cars or pool noodles depending on who it is. But the color of the loofah or pool noodle tells other people that do mm. what you do how much you are up for different sexual acts. So if you like wa oh, like watching, Jacob, it's one color. I'm I'm telling you, Jacob, there is a place called The Villages down here. Jacob's taking notes, which literally <laughs> has the world's large, it's the world's most senior STD place in the world. There's yeah. lamb for sale there. <laughs> yeah, it's extremely expensive. Well, you just the need Villages to build your pl next Florida's pleasure emporium there. Friendliest active adult yeah. 55. Yeah, it's in, uh, I think it's near Lakeland or something like that. Click on images and see what I get. <laughs> <laughs> It does look nice. I mean, it looks nice. I don't see anything. No, you gotta, if you look up um the villages like loofahs, you'll get Lufa? the whole story. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the villages Florida loofah color code. Yes. That's what I need. It's on their golf carts. Wow. Yep. There's yep. so many more. It's like loofahs and noodles and twisted sponges. And what are those? <laughs> Braided wigs? What towel? Oh my god! Yeah, there's definitely no bangable people in this particular episode. Oh, okay. I thought you were gonna say there. Uh, I mean, there is one guy with like the. <laughs> Maybe she's. Visiting. I mean, there is, there is one guy in this that looks like he has like the worst makeup job ever, but he's walking across the screen. Do you notice that? I, uh, I didn't. Catch Maybe it. I. No, he, had, he had the cane as he's walking across the screen. He looked like he had like the worst makeup job. Oh, this car's got all the loofahs. <laughs> all right, I closed it. <laughs> That's going to be Jacob's porn name is all the loofahs. <laughs> Me Al Loofa. So yeah, kick the can. Yes. So this episode is uh, um, something. It's an Ooh, episode Bill. that is, uh, it's supposed to be very saccharine and sweet, but comes off quite depressing, especially in the end. And um, I don't I don't know how I feel about that to be honest. I'm I'll be honest with you. This is my honest truth. I've never really uh, honestly liked this episode. Not that it's a bad episode. I just I feel like it has all this like great build up and great setup, and then it has this like and this is the same. I, I guess this is kind of the same way with the last episode or with the movie where the ending mm -hmm. just kind of completely falls under the weight of like this this premise. And I I, I okay. First of all, Ben as we'll learn is a very curmudgeon individual he as as steve barton says in uh the jerk he hates these cans for whatever reason <laughs> and it just like uh, the idea okay i understand homes and old people homes it's like that the where they the whatever they the whatever it's called i know they're very depressing i know family members will not see them but when you have a story like this and you have somebody who is like wants to be youthful and uh, outgoing and it just this one guy just like it, it's he so shits depressing. all over everything. Yeah, it, it feels like what I'm going to be like when I'm 80 years old or 70 years old. It just I, I, I don't know. I just I feel like that there's something about this story that people really like. And I think it's the idea of like, you know, people in their old, as we get older, we're all, you know, at that age where we're starting to go past the the hill or whatever, or we, we're getting to that point and we start like seeing things in a different light. We start being coming curmudgeons and old people not saying we don't have fun. Cause you know, Jacob, you do your, your video game retro videos, which you find fun and entertaining. I do movie reviews. Jim, you do your, what? we're all old. We're all old. <laughs> 
I'm just I'm just saying we we get we we are getting to that age where we may end up being like these people where we're sitting in a chair going, damn kids on the lawn, get off my lawn <laughs> situation. And I, I don't know. I feel like this I feel like this episode has an interesting concept, which you know the Twilight Zone could do. I just think the payoff is really weak. That's just where yeah. I lead. So I like the the um sentiment of this episode. I like what it has to say. Mm-hmm. Um that that I really I did I did like and I didn't dislike this episode but um I am I, I do feel as if I'm kind of on board with you Nick that this is a and I knew going into it I was I remember this episode and I remember the movie and all that I knew what was going to happen I knew what it was about I don't think the payoff was all that first of all it wasn't all that surprising and secondly it just wasn't as rewarding as I wanted it to be but I still liked what the episode had to say pretty much saying you know you're only as old as you feel if you will. You know, uh, uh, getting old doesn't mean you have to like, you know, just just hang up the spurs, if you will, and and fade off into the, the darkness and die. You can still get up and have fun and and be quote unquote young. Um, so I, I did like all that. I just, as far as execution wise, like watching the episode, I was, I won't say I was bored. I was just kind of like, yeah, that's sweet, but that's about it. I mean, they call it a classic. I don't know if I would call it a classic but you know who am i i mean uh nan abs is a dick to her grandfather in this so i don't know what (laughs) what her problem was but i I will say this about this episode and um there was one line in particular where like all of the old folks are together and they um they talk specifically about like what they played as a kid and how they couldn't play it now because they can't run because you know they're stiff and you know old and muscles are bad and bones are weak and all the rest but, you know, they the the main character says, hey, you know, we're all kind of handicapped by by this. You know, we can we don't have to run fast, but we can still enjoy and do yeah. and making the most of every day. And I, I love that line. Like it really encompasses what this is. And I, I will fully admit that this isn't perfect by any stretch, but I did appreciate like. The and you guys the kind of talked about it. Yeah, exactly. The fact that it's it's not even about you know acting you know being as young as you feel, but it's about making the most of every day. You know, not yeah. just sitting back and you don't I have don't to know. give in to to age. Right, right. You don't have just because you're old doesn't mean life is over. And I did I like them. I, did, I I'm with you, the message. That's what I was looking for. I did enjoy the message of the episode, and I, I do really like that. There was a part closer to the beginning where um I think it was. The main character, Ernest, wasn't that the main character? The main guy? Ernest? Uh, was that? No, wait, Charles. Char- Charles. No, he was scared, yeah. stupid. Char- uh, it was uh, <laughs> uh, not no, David. No, uh, uh, Ben. Ben. Was Ben the, wait, the main wait, guy? Ben we... was the curmudgeonly guy. Charles no, the... was. Charles. The... Oh, yeah, Charles. Charles. Yeah. Yeah. Well, when he like gets, it's him, right? He gets in the car, I guess it's his son or something like that. that mm-hmm. or... Yeah, it's his son. Real um, life son, too. Oh, I didn't know that. So he's like, me. I don't have time for oh, you, I see it, yeah. son of a bitch. Well, he's just like, I I didn't tell you, I said I was coming. I didn't say I was coming to pick you up and take you. And like, I just, I just just kind of like, he doesn't even, (laughs) he doesn't, he doesn't even come into the, to the, he just drops his grandfather off. He's like, I'm bye. (laughs) Like what? (laughs) Well, I think that maybe it was supposed to be some passage of time. I assume, I don't know. Yeah. I just thought the, the defeat, the utter defeat and, and, and just sadness in Charles, I thought that was really, that 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 showed something that was really good how they yeah. did that is how he was like all excited that hey I'm leaving and having dealt with a, uh, an elderly parent and and seeing especially when like memory is comes into it and they remember things yeah. differently or things like that and then seeing things like that happen where they think something's going on and then you have to let them in on uh, no this is what's happening and then just the kind of disappointment and defeat in their eyes yeah so I, I that kind of that hit me I. I I felt what Charles was feeling then. Oh yeah. Well, my um my mom worked at a nursing home for a long time and yeah, you see a lot of that where you have older folks that, you know, they don't necessarily have someone to visit them or whatever it might be and that that loneliness that comes across it. I mean, and you can see it it happens then, it happens now. Um, you know, there's that desperation of loneliness and everything and uh, you know, it's it's that that need to you you only really have the past at that point like you don't have what's ahead so i can see how how easy it would be to fall into that you know like where ben is you know where it's well you know i'm you know it's in this moment you know this is pissing me off you know fuck everything whereas you know charles kind of takes the the once he gets past that initial 
um like the defeat and the the heartbreak you know yeah he decides you know i'm not gonna this isn't good this is what i want right life does not well, end let me, over here. let me ask you guys this question before we get into the real question of the hour do you think it takes too long to get to the kids portion of the episode like the young kid when they turn into young kids because it, it only happens like I five mean, minutes before the episode ends not even that. And I'm like, I, I, what's up? I don't even know yeah, what you would like, do though. Yeah, I mean, like it happens, well, and then it ends. It happens, and I mean, I guess they go outside, but to the part where we see them as children and we re- we realize that hey, they've become kids. If you hadn't already but, seen it, that literally happens. You, There's that realization, and then it ends. Yeah, but do you guys have a problem with that at all, or do you find it weird that it does it? Like, do Didn't you think the movie do it? They should revert it back to old people. The movie, the movie, they were. See, I don't, I don't. See, I didn't. I don't know. I preferred this ending. Like it kind of leaves it open ended. The fact that the kids go off, and I, I, I think that the movie ending is more realistic because you would have that. You know, it's not just you can run off into the woods and you know live happily ever after. If you're alive, you still have to eat. You still have to have shelter. Who's going to take care of you and all that stuff? But for the but don't Twilight they revert zone, back? Don't they in the movie? Uh, they, in the movie, they oh, do. in the movie they do. Yeah, yeah. It just yeah, feels weird that they just like run off and then rod's like do, 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 you know does his whole spiel at the end and i just thought that was kind of weird though like it almost feels like there was supposed to be like another 10 minutes they had to cut out and they're just like we'll mm-hmm. have uh old man ben just sit off on the side like a like he's ready to die or didn't he shit. get just... he got to turn too in the movie didn't no. he no oh, he, no he, he goes to sit on the porch with the can he's like oh don't worry about finding them you won't find them okay in the movie because yeah. in the movie didn't they turn more than once it's been a long time since i've seen it no or they only turn like once this. but oh, okay. one of them stays young and then um uh leaves the rest the rest they're just like playing kick the can uh at the end of the that movie as older folks yeah yeah uh, well i mean look at it like this. goes and invades another whole restless home like a <laughs> block down the road <laughs> uh, I, I, we gotta talk about that at the end of that at the end of that portion of the movie he walks off walks like three like three blocks down the road is, is, is there another? like a, is this like a port like the uh tampa bay you know strip club uh row of like homeless or uh home homeless shelters or whatever, <laughs> of, like retirement homes. homes for the aged yes yeah like the strip club of homes for the aged <laughs> no no joke there's a road on in tampa that is nothing that leads up to the stadium for the tampa bay buccaneers that's nothing but strip clubs it's like famous oh. in the world oh or famous my in the god country. an address can i get a gps <laughs> dude i you could literally get there like just by drive you there's there's a sign i can't remember what road it is but there's a strip club that looks like a it's a called virgin saucer. street I don't, I don't know about virgin street like like uh, about 20 minutes down the road there's like one of the world's famous bar uh districts the real question of all this the one that we have to discuss and digest and dissect and you know talk about that what the hell is rod sterling doing in the bushes oh. and why <laughs> did he have question. a pair of binoculars <laughs> <laughs> he might be on a list nowadays where the children i had to bring that up <laughs> He's like George well, did- McFly, like staring into the old folks' home. He's like, oh, wearing the panties. Ooh. What kind did of loop also- do you have? <laughs> <laughs> did you also notice that when the kids show up and they're playing on the front lawn, um, and they're the. Yes, he said. I, yes, Clint Eastwood says, was there. Uh, he says, kids are drawn to grass. <laughs> kids are drawn well, to I mean, grass. it was the 60s, Trev. It was the 60s. Yeah, so you true. never know. That's true. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so back to Rod Sterling and his creepiness coming out of the bushes. What, what does Rod Sterling when he's like when when they're writing these stories, he's mm-hmm. like, I need you to put me in a very precarious situation. This time, just put me in the bushes somewhere. It's like it's like he's like he's like in the the lot somewhere, and they're like he's like, where's Waldo of like the Twilight Zone? Like where's Rod Sterling? He just showed they're they're just filming the episode, and whenever he shows up, they're like, <laughs> all right, throw him in there. <laughs> yeah, get the man a couple of Chesterfields. Get the oh, he's doing. Ready. He's doing. Um, he's doing Gosh. like that. That meme from uh, the Descendants with George Clooney looking over the hill, or Spaghetti from uh, uh, Tim and Eric, where he's like, he's like, looking Rod's the here. <laughs> he's going headlong into those into the bushes over there. The he bush. likes grass too. <laughs> he, I That's mean, cool, yeah, was well, the sixties. Anyways, so oh, yeah, I had to bring that up. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was pretty funny. Um, Rod Sterling comes out of the bushes and does his feel, Jacob. See, I told you I wouldn't forget. At least I don't. We've talked about most of the episode, but here we go. (laughs) Rod pops out of the bush and says, Sunnyvale Rest, a home for the aged. Aged, 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 A-G-E-D. Would that be aged or aged? Aged. 
Aged? Okay. I think in this case it's supposed to be aged. Yeah. Is that how you spell aged? Mr. Ages. Mr. Ages. I guess so. A home for the aged, a dying place, and a common children's game called Kick the Can that will shortly become a refuge for a man who knows he will die in this world if he doesn't escape into the Twilight Zone. So, okay, so so we've we've pinpointed some things in this episode. And I don't know you how have to spell. die. If you don't, if you go, don't <laughs> go in the Twilight Zone, you die. You have to play Kick the Can. You have to escape this world. You have to play common children's games. And if you don't, you die in a home for the aged. The aged. Is that how, is that how this works? That, yes. That, that, that I pinpoint this episode's main thrust. If you don't go in the Twilight Ooh, Zone, you die. I like thrusts. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> thrust it in. Thrust it in like a good. Like Rod in that bush. Into the bush. Oh, good lord! <laughs> anyway, uh, old people, old people, and bushes, and loofahs, and rods and bushes. So, <laughs> good lord! <laughs> Somebody save us! So, okay, so this thrust of this story is the um, thrust of this story. Okay, two old men, <laughs> one named Ben, one named Charles. Charles <laughs> is a happy-go-lucky guy. Ben just hates these cans. Hates people, hates life. I think I think he's just he's he's curmudgeon. He's Mr. Wilson. I don't know. I don't know what to say, but he is a guy who likes nothing. He just wants to be old. He wants to go to sleep. He doesn't want to be like Uncle Uncle Joe or uh, Grandpa Joe. <laughs> and um, yeah, I mean, I mean, they talk, and Charles is like, "We need to have fun, and we need to be spirited, and we need to." Uh, it's in our blood, and old man hates these cans, and he everybody should be young. And I don't know what do you guys think about this stuff. A lot of it's just too old. It's, a lot of it's grumpy old men, basically. It is, old but people. I guess I, 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 and I know that I'm in the minority on this one, but I, I do like these, these move, these episodes are kind of my jam, as I've talked about in the past. I don't know. I, it's not perfect by any stretch, but I do appreciate like what they're aiming for because i mean even now and i i don't know about you guys but you have those moments where it's like well shit i can't do this the way i used to or whatever it might be and perceptions change of things as they do across any set of ages but um i do think that it has you know in its own simple way it does talk a lot about you know what it what it's like to get old and kind of facing those fears and all that stuff I didn't have like I said, I, I liked that part of the story. I liked what the story had to say. I just thought it it kind of plotted along. You're like right. An old, and old man. <laughs> but you know, we, we we talked about this in the past too. Like with a lot of these stories, there's not necessarily twenty four minutes of actual story. You know, it, it could be because yeah, I mean, you could there was a good chunk of that first bit that probably should have been cut or trimmed down or whatever. Like I said, or, bring the kids in earlier. Like you I don't think you want to do the that though. I do think you want to do that. Why? I think, it, I think you do that and you end up with the movie. Yeah. But, but I think the problem with the movie is it's just too much Spielberg. Like there's too much Spielberg in that movie and it, it doesn't work for Twilight. I know Spielberg's a famous director, but his stories when he deals you can look at like AR artificial intelligence when it deals with that young kid Android robot. Or you can look at, you know, he, he works with kids well, but it's just like when you deal with the Twilight Zone, there's a whole different feel and kind of rhythm to it that Spielberg never got with his adaptation. And here you can have the kids in there, but it just like the old people, it just, there's too much of it. There's too much like Didn't thrown it? in there of just Ben and charlie charles back and forth just like one's grumpy and then they you know i i don't know that's why i have a problem with it didn't the movie use the poltergeist theme too maybe i think the whole maybe. i think the whole, the whole thing used the poltergeist theme too much poltergeist maybe i don't know i just they remember did. that I remember that and it was jerry goldsmith so they also yeah, did use did uh, bits of the walking distance theme or the score from walking distance throughout this as well See, and that's a perfect example of a old curmudgeon guy that goes back to his youth, that maybe not as a kid, but goes back to his youth, like hometown. That's what this this episode needed. It needed like more of the young kids, them as young kids, and then like they transfer back, and like maybe there's like at the end you transfer like to being a kid for full time or whatever. But it's just it's it's just a lot of like depressing, sad, like like trying to be like uh, a very humanistic approach to like a world that just it needs, I, I don't know. It just feels like, 
like there's no life until the very end of the episode. Well, and I, I know it's this, about old people. No, but no, I'm just saying. absolutely. I, I I think to some extent though, like because like Charles doesn't know, like he knows he needs the can. He knows he believes in this magic, but trying to figure out like in what way, you know, he's trying like. I guess what you would consider like the quote normal ways, you know, trying to act younger, trying to do the things that made him happy as a kid, you know, whether it was like running through the sprinklers or, you know, like mm-hmm. keeping a younger attitude and it wasn't working because they weren't doing the thing that they needed to do to make them young, which was actually playing yeah, the game. I mean, maybe him running through the sprinkler turned him young, like to a kid or something like that. I, I don't know. I just, yeah, it's like a lot of just like remembering stuff. It's like you know trying to do cocoon. I I don't know. I I, I, it's, I understand really... what you're saying. I I just I don't I don't think you. First off, for the for the time and place, I don't think you would have gotten the okay. They turn into kids and then they turn back into adults. I I think that are you saying people in the sixties are dumb, Triv. Is that what you're no, saying? No, I just think that they that saying, they've, they've done that with quite a few it. other episodes. The horror! Oh God, no, screw you! No, okay, <laughs> no, I do, I do have. No, I mean, you're not wrong. Like I said, this is an episode that honestly just didn't hit me no, in the way cool. it does for no, you. And like I said, that there are episodes like that, but I just, I feel like there could have been more oomph to the quality of what they're writing. And that's if just, they had I any mean, more, I think oomph, they would have broken a hip. Probably. I mean, that probably <laughs> been interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no. <laughs> it's like the villages in florida they gotta be careful to swim. <laughs> oh, it's staring directly into my soul it's funny because this is written by the guy who wrote the story to oceans 11 like the original oh, novelization oh, nice. and logan's nice. run i love logan he, uh, yeah. he wrote the script he I also he also he also wrote Twilight Zone episodes, The Four of Us Are Dying, Execution, oh, A Penny for Your Thoughts, The Prime Mover, A Game of Pool. Uh, he did write Nothing in the Dark, so, and then 90 Years of Slumbering. Um, I don't know. I mean, I I, I do got a sexicon word. Uh, we used to chase for polywogs. <laughs> polywogs? Uh, fro- like frog, like little frog, like tadpoles, I think. Mm. You I had also... polywog stew from the Beastie Boys. <laughs> There's also, and it's I've I've not I guess I've heard it a couple of times, but um, they refer to I think it's blonde headed kids as toe headed, toe headed, toe headed. Why? I don't know. Let me look it up quick because there is actually like if a kid is toe headed, it's like a color of hair. I think. Um, the Beastie Boys have an EP named Cookie Puss. And uh, a compilation album called Same Old Bullshit. Okay, toe-headed is to have very light blonde or untidy hair. What's that got to do with toes? Nothing. Well, it's toe as in T-O-W. Oh. What's that got to do with that? I don't know. I It's okay, so it's... Jacob, um, it was the true, 60s. A true, toe no head, a true toe head has... That sounds so weird. A true toe head has hair so light it's nearly white, which is why toe heads are kids. All right. Uh, toe in the uh, toe in toe head comes from the dictionary referring to the fiber of flax, hemp, or jute prepared for spinning. Since flax is light in color, blonde people, especially children, are referred to as toe heads or toe headed. I was blonde headed when I was a kid. So you were a toe head. I was a toe head. Yeah, I was nice. like super like platinum hair. Really? Oh, yeah. Me to stop. Now, <laughs> brown hair. <laughs> yes, no doubt. Sometimes me, no hair. <laughs> <laughs> I've been a brunette most of my life. Oh, I just figured that was a that was a facade. You tell I mean, me you really are two D, Triv. You really are. 2D. Yes, I am very two D. Yeah, gotcha. Anyways, so I don't know. I mean, the episode is is uh, Jacob. Help! I mean, you're you're the middleman in this apparently. <laughs> This time you were literally the middleman. Like I'm the one that really doesn't like this episode. You, uh, Trev's the one that really likes this episode. You're kind of like, yeah, it was fine. It's not my favorite. If I never see it again, I'm not going to be upset. I like, like I said earlier, I like the message, and I don't think it was performed badly. Or there's nothing about it that stands out. It's just like, man, that was awful. But it is just kind of plodding. It just kind of plods along, and 
then in the very, very, very end, something of consequence happens. But I mean, I don't know. I, I, I like the idea of it and I like how some of it, some of it was executed, but it just seemed, I feel like if this was a 10 minute episode, it would have been better. It needed to be, yeah. it seemed loose. It seemed like it needed to be tightened up. Well, and look at the the era too, you know, things moved in a different way and the the pace of this, and I know we've run into this with other episodes too, so it's probably not the case. But the episode does kind of match the 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 kind of people that were in it, you know, like it was well, a little. Oh well, yeah, there's that, and I understand. I don't I don't need it to be like action packed or anything like that. I didn't even necessarily need more with the kids. I just the parts like of them talking. We needed that stuff, like when they were talking in their room and stuff about it. We needed to set up who these people were, these characters, and feel the way they do and or it doesn't hit you like that it's supposed true. to in the end but i just i don't know i guess there could have been a more entertaining and then once again i don't necessarily mean action or, or just you can have a conversation you can have two people having conversations that could be more more impactful and entertaining this was literally just two guys talking in a room and we've had that before look at the purple testament that's two guys talking in a room for the vast majority of that episode and it was excellent it was amazing so I can't put my finger on exactly what it was because I don't think anybody did a bad job or anything. I just think that the this is one of the situations where the script was very much depending solely on the end, like yeah, the, no, the, you're, the you're end game. True. Everything else was get what information we need out there so that the end oh. can happen and people can go, oh, and yeah, you do that. And it's not bad. I don't think this is a bad episode, but it's not. It's Harold is a classic. I I wouldn't do that, like I said earlier. I don't no. see this classic. I, I, Nick, you sound like you kind of dislike the episode to a degree. I wouldn't say I dislike it, but I definitely don't think it's the best ever. Or well, even I'm not degree. saying that either. I just, I, I think that it's, it does what it needs to do. And I, I will agree that there are things that could have been tightened up. Like if, even if you had like all of those people in the one room, you know, and they're trying to pull shenanigans on the nurse there's a lot of stuff you could have done to to show the magic quote unquote like working and you know they're kind of like being all goofy and stuff as they're getting away beyond just a firecracker um th there's yeah. definitely areas where it could have been tightened or, up and it's it, and it's, for the impact of the end that nick was saying I, the only thing i could think is if you gave more of the kids if you will i do think you what happens is you get the movie because that's what the movie did. It gave you more of the kids. And, you know, we, we I think it's universally said that people don't care for that as much. What if they did like, you know, in true Twilight Zone fashion for a twist, they set this whole thing up to where they transformed into these children and all that pretty much the same. But then we find out, you know, they didn't really transform. It's more like in their head. They they're just they're still old, but they've kind of found their inner child, if you will. Like we see right. in the end, they're still old and they're just playing around and stuff like that. There was never a change. The change was more internal, less external, and then go out with something in the narration saying, you know, to the effect of, you know, you're only as old as you, not at only as old as you feel, but, you know, you, if you think you've lost your youth, it's down there somewhere inside you. You just need to find it. Right. You haven't lost it. You just misplaced it. I don't know. Something along this. Rod was a lot better at that than me, but, you know, something along those lines. I think that may have made the ending a little bit more impactful at that point. I can see that. Yeah, That's I mean. Fair. I mean, to, 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 to Nick's young, point of of the end seeming seeming kind of abrupt. Like I say, I feel like it was like ten minutes missing out of it. But no, I mean, it's not not the fact that, not to say like it's the worst episode ever. I just I I get the point of like wanting to feel young because you always wanna you want to feel young no matter how old you are. I mean, we as the age we're at, like we we look back on like the nostalgic points of like you you with your video game stuff or me with you know watching like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or watching you know ghostbusters or watching whatever and triv you have i'm not exactly sure what your childhood was like but you have i'm sure i'm not i'm not making it as a joke no, but I, like, no, I don't no, know no, what, I you, what you grew up on it. maybe you grew up on like disturbing weird stuff or something like that but um <laughs> but no but I, I i made a point and this is just more of like humor like you know uh these old people they decide you know when charles kind of gets them together like they want to run and i'm like who the hell wants to run it reminds me of that anchorman <laughs> anchorman joke and uh and uh, yeah, he's like, we've learned about this thing called jogging. He's like, where you run for fun. And they're like, run for fun? What the <laughs> hell's wrong with you? And I feel the same way. I'm like, who wants to run for, who wants to run? And then they're like, they're like, they'll, they'll, they're, they're old. They feel like they need to rest. And like, what's wrong with that? I want my rest. I want to sleep all the time. And then the, they talk about <laughs> the Charles, Tom, Charles, 
Nick is Charles talks about the <laughs> Yeah, yeah. No, Charles, Charles talks about the fountain of youth or something like that. And I said, Yeah, the fountain of youth. That's when you date someone younger than you. That's the fountain of youth. It's not your mind. That's why I married you. Uh, so, you know. That's awesome. It, it's like you want to be Leonardo DiCaprio or uh you know, dating a 29 year old as a 50 year old. Be um oh, what was his name? The guy that ran Playboy. Uh, Hugh Hefner. Yeah. Yeah. Hugh yeah. 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 <laughs> I will also uh, say, and this is a hundred percent unrelated. It's sort of related. The the director supervisor guy. He said that he was forty three. It's like, nah, he's sixty something. He's not I, I that mean, different Triv, than the rest of them. True. I'm telling you, uh, in the 1960s, forty year old did look like they were sixties. So <laughs> yeah, you're not. The twenties look like they were forty. Like no joke. Like there was uh I've read about this about how actors and actresses looked way older back in the day for some reader. I think it was I think it was like because of the because of the dietary things that were going but on. They aged like better. The war. It was weird. <laughs> they did. It's like I mean, like yeah. nowadays people people looked their age back then, but they aged more gracefully. Now people like look super young for like a long time, but then there's like this cutoff, and all of a sudden it's like, yeah, what happened to you? <laughs> <It was, laughs> You like aged overnight and you did it badly. <laughs> yeah, it's especially sad with like women and stuff like that because they they feel like they need to stay young, so they do all this like yeah, plastic surgery and uh lip reduction or the Botox, Botox. and stuff like that. It's really sad. Yeah. If I do other stuff that like work, the guys shit. are just like, fuck it. I'm just going down in the blaze of glory. This is what you gotta do. I mean, you could be I say you could be like Mickey Rourke or uh oh god. Hugh Hefner, not Hugh Hefner, uh, Hugh Grant. Does he get like plastic? Did he get like plastic surgery or some shit? Did he? I don't know if he. I'm assuming so. I haven't seen him really. He looks. uh, He looks like some Madonna. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Madonna is a perfect example. I I mean, to be fair, Mickey Work did get his face smashed in a lot, so that's why he looks like a weirdo. He looks. I don't know. What were we talking about? Kindle. I did also have the question. So at the very end, because there was a lot of um, the residents that went out and did kick the can and became kids and ran off into the woods to do their thing. Was Ben the only person of age left at that home? Like There couldn't have been no, many I'm, left. I'm sure, I'm sure Billy Bob and Sunnyvale and William the Teller and Bubba Hotep. Nick Carruthers, Bubba <laughs> Hotep, yeah. Actually, let's talk about Bubba Hotep, man. That's a that's a quality movie right there. Oh, it's a great movie. Was it was it George Washington is his name or something like that? No, uh, uh Kennedy. John F. Kennedy. John F. Kennedy. Oh, that was uh what was his name? Who was in that movie? Not Bruce not Campbell. uh not um, Bruce Campbell, the other shit. one. It's on the, the the older black guy. Oh, what is his name? It's on the tip of my tongue. He plays John F. Kennedy. He's Ozzie like, Davis. They, yeah, yeah. Nice. They colored my skin. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what a good movie from the director. Did he, uh, the guy directed Phantasm, Phantasm, Beastmaster? Uh, he had something to do with Phantasm, yeah. He created Phantasm, I think. Anyways, uh, and uh, directed the Beastmaster. Great, yeah, love that one. Story career. <laughs> I think the same movie is that the right movie? The like Kevin Sorbo looking that? guy, no, oh, Beastmaster, not Kevin Sorbo. Uh, he looked like the guy who played MacGyver. Was it the guy who played MacGyver? Mark no, Singer. I- yeah, Mark Singer. Is it Mark Singer? Yeah. Because uh, MacGyver was Richard Allen yeah. something or another. He looked like, he, he always reminded me. I always thought it was the same guy when I was a kid. But yeah, he nice. had them ferrets, the Beastmaster have one of the ferrets Courtney died Cox in it or some shit? What went out? Oh, that was which, uh, which Masters one? of the Universe. Yeah. Oh, okay. I got my I got my fantasy 80s fantasy movies mixed up. <laughs> you got your muscular 80s men mixed up. Yeah. Next thing you're telling me that uh, He-Man wasn't real. Don't do it. I loved Don't Masters of the Universe. <laughs> He's real in another dimension. I saw that in theaters. Oh. I loved it. Oh, it's such so a good bad. movie. Anyway. All right. So to kind of close out this episode, um, he basically, Charles, gets all the people together. They talk about how old they are. Their bones are brittle. Their backs are hurt. Their they can't run, brittle? but they want to. <laughs> there's a, there's a old gummy, gummy mouth. With no teeth, so like, I want to play kick the can. It just <laughs> all, all these old like they're they're old people, and they decide they're gonna sneak out by lighting some firecrackers. And he tries to get Ben, but he's like, "Oh, you have you have bad lungs, and your bones will break, and used up by a lifetime." And where did they get firecrackers? 
Who the hell knows? I don't know. Someone probably it's a prison, snuck them prison in. for old people. What do you what do you expect? They probably <laughs> snuck it into their anal cavities or something. Well, and they got their own nurse ratchet going on too. So, I mean, maybe that's maybe they have a loofah for that, Jacob. I hope so. They have a loofah for firecrackers because they like to use <laughs> firecrackers in places. They they need some more. They need a uh, fiber. Yeah, like brown one. Exactly. It's the no. Episode. Anyways, they sneak out, and you know, Ben goes to tell the nurse like uh like a scared paddle tits. Tattle tits, yeah, tattle tits, and uh, they hear a bunch of kids as they walk out, and then Ben cries and because he's about to be killed, and you know, uh, his his grandson or nephew or is going to come in and avenge him and save New York City, and you know, yeah, I was going to say that he felt like uh, he falls into a time tube thing, and then he comes out and he uh, meets his own great 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 nephew. I think you guys saw a different episode than me. I mean, or 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 you know, he created a a, a thing of rice, and or he uh you know went back and had sex with his his step his great 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 grandmother, and uh ooh, had a, ooh. had a son, and ooh. you know created created ooh. Uncle Ben's rice, you know, ooh. and was say it was avenged by his uh his cousin, his nephew who became the protector of the city of New York, so. That's how the episode the Avengers? Ends. Yeah, the Avengers. Okay. And then, uh, you know, Cloud Atlas, you know, they went to the future and they look like Asian people. And it was it was quite the end. Actually, you know what? The ending was quite interesting. I've never seen it go this <laughs> they, way. They did <laughs> all that in a minute ahead. and a half? Damn. Yeah, Russ Sterling <laughs> was very progressive for his time, very ahead of his time. You know, it's an that... episode that didn't have a lot going on. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Uh, actually, didn't that, wasn't Spider-Man created in the 60s? Yeah. So it would make yeah. sense. Yes. Yeah, so Ross only read the comic. He read the original Spider Man. That's how he became rich. It was not through the Twilight Zone. It was through the first issue of Spider Man. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> I've, I've discovered, I've I've made the discovery, guys. Wow. He made over. the connection. I did. I did. <laughs> no, uh, they all become kids, and Ben tries to go with them because he realizes that he's an asshole and he should have gone with them to begin with. And they end up uh, leaving into whatever dark yonder they go into and he goes off to the porch to think about how much he hates these cans and can we get a sequel in the 1980s twilight zone of what happened to these kids after like they end up on the street like (laughs) (laughs) prostituting (laughs) just like only 25 cents a day you can you too can sponsor a kid that by playing kick the can turned into a show yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) i really what are these kids gonna do that's why the the movie did make sense because I think the movie references that, doesn't it? Yeah. The well, the 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 one couple is like, oh, I have to grow up again and go through all that stuff, and I won't have my kids anymore. And yeah, they they make they make very reasoned adult arguments in the in the original or in the the movie. I don't know. I just it's the Twilight Zone, you know. You can't think too deeply about. It kind of takes away from it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we joke, but you're not really supposed to. Th- it's not about that. It's not about what the hell are these kids going to do in the world, real, real life wise. But it's about you know, don't let being old, don't die before it's your time, right? Don't be dead man walking, more or less. Yeah, don't be, don't be Sean Penn. Don't be on the edges being saved by uh, what's her face? Susan Sarandon. Susan Sarandon. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yarp. Yeah. So I mean, and our audience. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I've dated myself a long time ago. No, That's okay. I just, we still love you. I don't know. Yeah, I'm sure. Sure. I don't know. I mean, in the end, it's not the worst episode. But in the end, we'll have to figure out where to place this on the the rankings list. But I don't know. What do you guys think? What else do you have to say about this episode? I don't really have much more to say because I've kind of said my piece. But I I just found that they could have needed more. It needed more cowbell. That's how I look at it. <laughs> Well, everything needs more cowbell. Exactly. That's where I am with it. I mean, I just, I didn't think it was a bad episode, but it's not the classic that a lot of people build it up to be. And it just good message, good performances, decent execution, but it's just kind of drug in some spots. I mean, would you I say never... that it, would you say that it falls into the same kind of pit as like time enough at last? Like its reputation yes, is built around absolutely. more of an image than, than what it actually has. Yeah. yeah, unlike either the Beholder or the Invaders or Monster Duo on Maple Street, I think this is 
kind of overhyped, kind of like in that realm of well, the time enough at last or nick of time or it spends you know. a lot of time. Let's let's talk about the invaders real quick compared to this. I mean, I know that's my favorite episode, but let's let's say this spends and we have episodes that do this, and time enough at last was one of them. It spends I don't know, eighty-five to ninety percent of the episode setting up and doing exposition or or just setting things up for the thing at the end. And that's fine. The thing at the end is like, oh, okay. But then you look back and you're like, I mean, I like that ending, but I don't think I needed that 20 minutes of setup. But you do need it. You're like, you you need this information. Like you need all the information we got of these people before you can get to that end. The difference between how this does it and how something like the invaders does it and makes that so great or you know like uh uh what's it uh the eye of the beholder they do the same thing they have all that said eye of the beholder is just this lady talking to doctors and nurses and stuff and it does the same thing it gives you exposition it's set up and all that but it does it in such a more creative and interesting way it doesn't well, just outright thing- say it. It it makes it more interesting. You're on a journey with these people. You learn things as they do, or you learn things in a more fluid, natural way. And then when the thing happens, you don't feel like your time was wasted. You don't feel like, you know what? I could have just gotten a synopsis of all this and understood what was going on. It's done in a really entertaining way. And I don't think episodes like this do that. They just spend all the time getting information to you so that you can get that hit in the end instead of getting information to you in an entertaining way. So that when you get that hit at well, the end, the whole thing feels good. I think I think what makes the the uh, those two episodes interesting is the unknown entity. Like you're being led to believe well, this, this, and this. You know, with the what is this robot or what are these people? And then the ending hits you kind of like with like a huge ton of bricks, whether it be there from well, outer sure. space or yeah. where those two like, had hell of like a people, hell of an ending. Yeah, this is you know? oh yeah, yeah. This is just like a straightforward like. But they could have like, done it in the end. They t- I don't know, and I'm not saying I'm not proposing how, but I always believe that you can do setup and things like that in a more interesting way to keep you more engaged. I didn't feel very engaged for a lot of this episode. I was there yeah. and I was listening, and I wasn't like hating it, but I was just like, all right, old people, they hate that they're old. They've lost all their youth, if you will, and their spirit, and now this guy wants to gain it back. Okay, I needed 20 minutes to tell me that. <laughs> But you do. I mean, you need. It's okay that they took twenty minutes to tell you that. It's just the way that they tell you. I think they need to do it like those episodes and do it in a more entertaining, engaging way. Yeah, I agree. True. Yeah, I think that's a fair assessment. Um, <clears throat> and and the idea of honestly, the idea of like them actually still being their age, but you know, feeling like kids would have been probably a more not believable but more like less supernaturally more like you know what you can you can do this it's not just becoming a child it's being a child yeah, at heart that's, kind of a deal because that's part of being a child it's not oh, yeah. just the physicality side of it it's it's the mindset that you think anything in the world is possible because you don't know about the horrors and the real you don't know about real life you don't know how things really go down and responsibilities and all that you're a child it's like you're a sponge everything is just like awe and wonder Mm -hmm. but if you go back to being like you know eight years old but still your brain in there you're still going to think the same way you're still going to be like oh well this isn't sensible to do this we shouldn't do that and you know that's not being a child that's just being a child's body so yeah Yeah, i agree i think it it would have been neat if they kind of reverted mentally that way as well which i guess we don't ever really did we ever get in this version the movie does but in this version did we get anything that said that they didn't do that well, they just they just kind of run off into the night, and that's yeah. kind of where it ends. Yeah. So we didn't really. I mean, they may have. Yeah. Maybe they did revert one hundred percent to childhood. Yeah, it just didn't feel like there was uh, the payoff was there. It just felt like it was like once again there was ten minutes on the other end of that spectrum, and Rod Stern's like, and the CBS is like, nope, you need to end it here. It's like the amb- ambiguity. I think is what the word is. See, I don't mind. Like I don't mind the ambiguity of it, though. I don't like. I, I I'm okay with that. Like, I don't think but like like Inception. The ambiguity is interesting. Here is just yeah. like I know what you're saying. Ambiguity is a know. tough one because you can. Is end... there is there another 18 kids just running around the the city now as vagrants and ambiguous endings have to leave you with questions 
that you can answer in your head in a multitude of ways. True. Like you have to be able to be like, oh, it could be this, or maybe it's that, or this, or that. It gets you to thinking. Ambiguity is, a, it's a tough, if you end a movie in an ambig, ambiguous, hmm, ambiguous way, <laughs> and that's ambiguous. good. Yeah. <laughs> then it leaves you, leaves people talking on forums for years to come. If you leave it, like you mentioned Inception, that's a, that was a really good one. Um, if you leave an ending with just a confusing there's ambiguity and then there's just not telling you shit. <laughs> so I think that there is a difference. I think ambiguity leaves hints. It leaves hints. It may not give you an answer and those hints might, but it gives you hints as to what may have been. Maybe, maybe not. Or there's just don't tell you shit. And ambiguity, I think always leaves some type of hint behind. Well, that's fair. I, I will say, and this is, I, I'm not trying to be pedantic by any stretch, but I do think, one of the things that is both awesome and terrible about the Twilight Zone is the story leaves off the moment Rod Serling comes back on and kind of kind of talks you through the, you know, lesson learned or whatever came next or whatever. But mm-hmm. it is, it, it's something you can talk on and we've obviously, you know, taken a critical eye towards a lot of it and such. But stories like this, I think you kind of have to take them where they are. You know, it it ends in a child's perception of, what an ending is to some extent and again i'm not i agree that like that thought went through my head too of well you know these these kiddos you know they don't have they can't go back to their parents because they're probably in their 80s all that stuff i get it i guess but the alternative to that is the ending that we got on the movie which honestly like it it makes more sense it's more practical but it is a lot less of the twilight zone flair that it's we less come to expect it's, yeah they're they're explaining too much because you can't explain too much it's like if back to the future explained beat by beat how the delorean works they just wouldn't don't some things you just don't need to explain i don't need to know i need to know the basics i know you go 88 miles an hour and this thing goes back in time i don't right. need to know exactly how the flux capacitor works because if you start is, doing this... that you get into this this hole and it just it digs and it te- it tears yeah. everything apart this is like if uh if if Ralphie in the Christmas story, his old man told him to go look in the corner and it just ended. Like as he pulled out the package, like what's in the package? What's in the box? You but know, don't you kind of like, know what's a, don't you kind of know what's in the package? Like it is kind of assumed yeah, but that like, you know. Do you, know? you though? Like I mean, like or he just doesn't pull out the box and it just never zooms up to like great scene with the rah 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 rah. No, you're <laughs> <laughs> But I, I mean, I get, in, I get, I get the China point. Christmas duck. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't have gotten to see the duck's head either. So yeah. So yeah, I don't know. It'd be like you know, if uh, you know, Bill and Ted saw the phone booth and decided, should we go in? And that's when the movie ended. That's how I feel about this episode. But you already know like, the story. Like if Bill and Ted are heading into the the phone booth, you know that they're going to yeah, go you don't back. Know, in they're time. just like they look at each other, discussing whether they're going to go in, and that's when the episode ends. You mean at the I, very end, but like no, at the beginning. No, that wouldn't make any sense. That that's well, that's what this episode doesn't make any no, sense. No, it's like, not. It it's it's it, it makes sense. sense. It makes sense for what it is. Just because you I have mean, a freaking bias and you're so curmudgeonly because you're 87 and a half years old and you tell kids to get off your. Why did my age keep going up? First it was because... like 84, and then it was like 86. <laughs> now it's eight. By the end of the episode, I'm going to be you know 105. You know. Well, hey, more power to you. You look. Cents. You look. You look great for 169,000 years old. Yeah, exactly. I'm proud of you. I think I it made know. sense within the confines of the story. It just, I just wish the execution had been a little bit different. Once again, a terrible execution, but not right. great execution either. It just, well, it's just kind of, I, I, yeah, I, that's nice. I have to phrase this in the mind of a famous detective. That just don't make no damn sense. Neither <laughs> does your face, but we still keep you around because we love you. <laughs> No, I, I'm 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 honestly <laughs> joking. Like I, I'm trying Are to make you? like funny jokes oh, about like Christmas story. Yeah, I am actually. I don't know. It's fine. The episode's fine. I, I so, you know I, you I, know the, the the thing that they don't bring up in this episode is cans can be very dangerous and you'll shoot your eye out with the can. All I know is Ben hates these cans. You'll kick man. your eye out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now That's now what Ben has missing. to write Ben has to write twenty seven cents checks to everyone because he hates them cans. Yeah. yeah. It happens. All right. So anything else before we head into the closing narration? Negative, Ghostwriter. All right. Jacob, do the closing narration. 
Do it. Sunnyvale Rest, a dying place for ancient people who have forgotten the fragile magic of youth. A dying place for those who have forgotten that childhood, maturity, and old age are curiously intertwined and not separate. A dying place for those who have grown too stiff in their thinking to visit the Twilight Zone. That's what she said. They're all too stiff. Yep. Yeah, bow, bow. It's too Ooh, stiff, bow, Captain. Bow. <laughs> I can't get any blood. Ooh, I'm a dildo. Head. I'm a dildo, not a pool man. It is stiffy. I'm d- I'm a dildo. Oh, yeah. I am an ass man. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> so with that said, that's uh, season three, episode twenty-one. Kick the can, wow. as we've talked about. No, without anything else, we talked about kick the can. Yep. Because yep. we kicked the can on this episode. Thank God. Kicking them cans. Yeah. Yep. That's right. Oh yeah. All right, let's do it. Let's go into the last segment of this podcast, which, of course, is the Twilight Zone ranking list, the greatest ranking list that Rod Stilling would have enjoyed because he loves ranking lists, as we all do. All right, um, number 86. No, number three. Number three? Number three. Number two. Okay. Yay, thanks no, for joining no, in. No. <laughs> Make sure to check out Jake's, uh, Jake's uh, channel. He's got lots of good stuff. Make sure to uh, show some love to Movie Emporium. I am Trivial Theater. We'll see you next week. Nope. Negative. Negative. I do not agree. <laughs> I, I do not accept that. You heard it here, folks. Folks, he said it. Negative ass writer. I mean, you know, Jake, you know, uh, perchance the dream is at number 27 and it hasn't moved in a few weeks. That's why I said 27. I like it. Okay. God. Ladies and gents, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, I am Trivial Theater. The guy above me is Jake from uh, Edgar, In Retro, all seriousness, uh, below me is Nick from Movie and Blow Me. Blow me, Nick. Is this better than most unusual camera? I'll start oh, there. Fuck. <laughs> I don't. I don't think so. Damn it. I mean, fine. No, no I it's don't. not. No, you son of a bitch. Kiv, what do you th- honestly think? No, no, no. I, okay, if you put, we're okay, allowed to have we, discussions on this we, podcast. If here. we, if we go back and that's because there's two men on this podcast that don't oh, agree shush, to discuss. Shush your face, you silly boy. <laughs> um, go, no. just go kick a can down the no, street. No, seriously, like where uh, we, no, no, we'll no. Start I, where, where would you put? Okay, it? you don't but, like the most. No, no, no. But here's the thing: most unusual camera is like my in my top ten. So that in mind. I appreciate what this episode does. I think it's got a lot of good. I It connected a lot with me. But if you set these two episodes down next to me and said, pick one that you want to watch, I will always choose most unusual camera. So I can't in good faith say that this should go above most unusual camera, at least from an enjoyability perspective. Now, from a perspective of like what it says, what it brings to the table, yes, it deserves to be higher. But I don't know how you how you balance those two thoughts. Is it better in time enough at last? Where is that? 22. <sighs> yes, but no. I don't know. I'm a terrible decision maker when it comes to these things. So I started where you said a minute ago with uh, most unusual camera. Mm-hmm. And that's 31. Perchance the dream is 27. So I was like, that's just a few spots. <laughs> but unfortunately, I like, I would rather, like Trim said, if I was like given a choice this or that episode which at the end of the day that's what matters penny for your thoughts hitchhiker probably hitchhiker's kind of on the same level i think hitchhiker is better than this um 100 yards over the rim most unusual i would watch all those before this one that's not to say that i don't think this one had a good message you know i thought it was sweet and all that but at the end of the day what what do i want to watch what do i want to spend my 24 minutes on i'd rather watch any of those so I would I, even say put it below the hunt because the hunt did did a nice job of like talking about similar issues, but in a more entertaining way. Yeah. And yeah, I was thinking that as well. I hadn't gone below uh, most unusual camera yet, but you would below most unusual camera. My absolutely goodness. Blow the shit out of it. But um, <laughs> <laughs> um... Nick, we can't hear you. I said, I mean, it's what? an unusual camera. So, <laughs> <laughs> get, no, no, I'm sorry. You guys are getting old. So, you're old. So, you need to become young again so you can hear what I'm saying. 
That's that's what it Do is. Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? Not normally. <laughs> um, showdown <laughs> with Rance. I think it was better than Rance McGrew. Yeah, there's nothing against that episode. Hole. Yeah, I know you guys like that episode a lot, and I don't have anything against that episode. I think this one's kind of on the same level as a game of pool. It's like not not, not narratively, but just I'm like how I feel about it at the, the end, where I'm just kind of like, yeah, it's it's fine. Is it better than the Howling Man? Do we really want to go that high with it, though? I'm just asking you questions. Do I think um, it's better me, than Howling? I would have much lower, but like you have to look at it from. Yeah, a two no, again. Fair. This is basically a two against one perspective now. So you're the so you one saying it should be higher. With me, with the no, I'm asking man. you guys questions. Like oh, I'm want okay. to go beyond like the most unusual camera. Like we're we're, we're starting to put episodes all the same at all the season three episodes in like the same area. Yeah, that's fair. I just that's I just want to yeah I just want to make sure where we put it is right before. I like Howling Man as a whole better, I guess. But Howling Man, my issue with Howling Man is the the not the very end, but the part where he fights like the devil thing. I just had a real hard time getting over that or not fight when it shows up there at the end it i know it was the 60s but like that whole effect i was just like oh my god all right here, here's the short stick emasculate you and that yeah the whole sh- the short stick <laughs> i think i probably like that episode i don't know there's just a lot happening i liked how that episode ended but it just hits i don't know Here's a question. What about since one for the angels is kind of a similar type of theme? Mm-hmm. What about around that? Well, that was the one. That was the one where the the guy uh, was a peddler, and uh, he he fought or he basically tricked death. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And the then old he takes guy. a little kid, the little kid. Yeah. Um, that is a similar sentiment. Kind of like just kind of sweet in the end. You know, I think I'd it's probably... better executed, but still. I'd, I'd probably rather watch that one. It had a bit more, I don't know. It just, mm-hmm. I was a bit more engaged up to the end. I think the end of this one is probably a little bit more impactful, but overall, the whole episode was a little bit more engaging. Is it a case where point. we should put, and I'm, I, I like this episode, but I'm not going to sit here and fight for it to be like in the top 10 by any stretch. Is it something where for you guys, do you want to take it lower? Like, more into the 40s where would you put it, nick if we were if you were just doing your this yourself um probably prime mover area so that's that's where i would put it but like once again if yeah if you guys like it's, it's a two against one i'm not as a joke i'm not joking but uh it's like a two against one scenario so like we have to kind of come to a, a consensus of like even if i don't want it to be higher this is this is no joke. This is like a perchance a dream situation where it really if you guys put it higher, I'm not necessarily gonna enjoy that, but I don't really you know, if you guys want it there, it's you know, it's a majority vote at that point. So oh, I fair. just fair. I, I can't I, like I said, I really I'm just not a huge fan of this episode. I never have been, and that kind of you know, even for, even from a critical either. standpoint, I just feel like it's a very it has so many issues with this pacing and storytelling and it doesn't live up to what I want out of the Twilight Zone. That's fair. You know, we can meet hey. half between you guys and just go with 27. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> and here, uh, honestly, though, if we go halfway, because, and I know that we already have a lot of season three in the 30s, but this yeah. does kind of fall into that that realm, really. Like, it's something to look for in future episodes, but for this, I, I do think it sort of falls into that realm. Um, I mean, we could put it above, like, Long Distance Call, Below 2, or Showdown Rance McGrew, or... I would I say, go. I mean, I, I would say kind of in that, in that like, I mean, 32 to on, he, 37. 36 here's where I would lie. Right below a most unusual camera, right above the hunt. Because so the hunt... Uh, but I mean, I like the hunt more. But like I said, it's kind of in that. Well, there's area. there's no reason why it can't go below the hunt. Just make it the new thirty three, and that's kind of a nice middle middle ground for those considering where we were talking. Yeah, not twenty seven. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, I mean, so thirty three. Yeah, I'm good with that. Sure. Not not two twenty. Apparently, I'm like tired. I'm writing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so later on when Jacob's like, why is Cook the Can so low? We'll know why. (laughs) You said you're tired. Your kid kept you up all night before. Oh, shit. Uh, I think we're all getting tired at this point. 
<laughs> well, and it's it's that we've kind of exhausted what it is to talk about this episode because, you know, it, it, there's the there's good messages, but they're very to the point. So, yeah. All right. Yeah, I think that'll work. Uh, so with that said, uh, new number thirty three is kicked again. Uh, number one still Eye of the Beholder. Number eighty six, The Trouble with Templeton. In that note, the next episode is season three, episode twenty two, A Piano in the House, which I don't recognize at all. Directed by David Gordon Green, written by Earl Hamner Jr. Uh, David Gordon the- Green. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just said David Green, sorry. Uh, was, uh, it stars Barry Morris, Joan Hackett, Don Durant, and Morel Landers. Uh, so we'll look forward to that. See if I remember when I see it uh, when we come back next week. Triv, Jacob, we're both all tired. We're all ready to get out of here. It's late. I got to edit a video for noon tomorrow. So we'll, we'll leave it at that. But uh, Jacob, I'm going to let you go first. Uh, you have content. You're posting content right now, which is a miracle. No, not really, but you have content. Uh, where's that at? Retro Jake XY on YouTube, <laughs> um, where I am currently doing a documentary series on the Nintendo 64 five part series. So check that out if you want to wait till the end to see the whole thing. There will be a video that has the whole thing. It's about a little bit shy of an hour long video, but this week, as of this release, the fifth and final chapter will be coming out this coming friday and as of this recording the fourth and not final chapter will be coming out this friday <laughs> yes if you want that you. we'll send you a, a little orphan annie decoder pin yay <laughs> drink your ovaltine son of a bitch. crappy commercial <laughs> <laughs> no and i'll honestly go watch his stuff because he puts a lot of work into it and it's amazing it's, it's amazingly awesome stuff. i'm trying to build and that channel. subscribe <laughs> exactly uh triff you have content as well you post uh, content recently not really um no i <laughs> hoping to get a video out here sooner than later um life takes stuff anyway um you can find my current backlog of catalog current backlog, backlog of catalog, of catalog. <laughs> good job <laughs> <laughs> you can find my my backlog which there are a lot of fun videos there at Trivial Your Theater. Backlog. <laughs> they're sticks. Yes, they are. Well, they're they're good for kindling and not much else. My but um, exactly. <laughs> um, but I should have a video coming out here in the next couple of weeks, uh, focused on a classic of schlocky cinema called Blood Theater. So uh, definitely check that out. Um, yeah, that's about it. Check out her Meet the Feebles. Oh, that is good. Well, my my current video um which is coming up on a month uh is with the ever talented and quite lovely nick from movie emporium hey nick do you do you know that guy no he's an asshole he's not an asshole but yeah it's super fun he's uh, an asshole super fun uh meet the feebles collab uh was a really fun time and well worth a a watch especially if you want to see a cow and a cockroach get it on yes good times have by all absolutely Uh, with that said, uh, I am at Movie Emporium. Uh, that's where I hold my content. As of this review or this review, this discussion of this episode, I posted uh, last something of Dementor, last voyage of the Demeter, Demeter, and then Demeter. yeah, coming up, <laughs> yeah, yeah, something like that. Um, and I'll have my new after party episode up in the next day, and so look forward to that. Uh, but without further ado, that's it. We're heading out. Uh, so for myself, Triv and Jacob. We'll see you guys next time on the Twilight Zone. Peace out, motherfuckers. Audio feeds as well. Peace out, motherfuckers. Audio feeds are good. Oh, where's the receiver? Damn it. Why is the recording button disappeared? <laughs> all-